We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I have correctly, I guess we'll find out. I am relatively sure and I am correct. Perfect. Oh, hello. Okay, are we ready for this? I think we're ready for this. I wonder if my background here looks as, like, homely as a YouTuber's background's meant to be. I wonder if, like, I think that wall should be, like, orange. And that ceiling should have, like, LEDs on it that glow purple. And then that chair needs to have, like, a, a, a person-sized raccoon in it. Needs to have one of one of those, but a bit bigger. And then we'll be and we'll be good. Yeah, those shelves are really kind of they're good for storing things effectively. That's not really what I need, is it? Yeah, remember that where that chair is? I actually put like a bookshelf up. No, even then, the slanted roof is uh, is working against me here. I think. Anyway, hello. I um. I'm uh, I'm doing a podcast. It's always a little bit like, what do you say? Um, but we're going to work with it. We're going to talk about two big things, and it's going to be good. Hello, I'm Toy Cat, and welcome. Wait, <laughs> I got like the tiniest little little thing here, and it looks slightly better with lighting. I, I think your whole skin does like it. Uh, just light makes people look. Less ugly. <laughs> Life pro tip. 
<sighs> That's why camera flashes are a thing, probably. Okay, let's do it. Hello, I'm Toycat, and welcome back to the Deep in the Mind podcast. Wait, wait, I'll start with like... Hello, I'm Toycat, and the deluxe edition of Minecraft was just announced for the winter, as well as the really key question I think we can finally do a po- Hello, I'm Toycat, and I figured we would finally do a post-mortem on the mob votes from Minecraft. We'll also talk about the deluxe edition of Minecraft, which was just announced on today's Deep in the Mind podcast. This is an audio show that you can listen to on Spotify or here on YouTube, and it's a really uh, great opportunity to go deeper into the Minecraft, if you will, because I think that there are some discussions in Minecraft that need these longer-form, uh, real deep dives, and one such example, in my opinion, has to be the mob votes. The mob votes, every year they come up, we're like, ooh, wow, this is such a good community event. And I think objectively speaking, this is one of the few things that Minecraft absolutely nails. They do understand clearly very well that the community gets behind the idea of, wow, we can actually change something. Democracy is something that gets people very excited in anywhere it's implemented because usually people can feel powerless. Something about the modern world and its increasing uh, niche and focus of uh, each individual person is it can be hard to feel like you're having an impact on the wider existence, and this is something the mob vote will fix in Minecraft. You have no control over what the next update adds. Maybe they remove the Elytra because they feel like it. Maybe, uh, you know, like they add uh, 10 new enchantments and they replace all the existing ones and make them worthless. Maybe uh, a resource that you spent forever working on, uh, you're getting lots of, becomes a lot easier. All these sorts of things you can't control. Maybe you should just be happy with the way they're going, but the mob vote is something you explicitly can, or rather, the entire community collectively does, and uh, it's something that they do really well of the premise, and I think even in terms of the implementation of the mob, uh, with the exception being the goat, which took them over a year, they now have gone on this trend of, yeah, we people vote for a mob, and then we add it to the next update. You know, uh, the, uh, when they first started doing them again, they thought like, well, just because people voted for a mob, it doesn't mean it has to come anytime soon. They've worked out that like, yeah, people vote for something, they expect to see it somewhat nearby, and I think they've got the format of the show really, really down in terms of what people expect and then the outcome. However, I think the whole process in between is really, really flawed. I think that everything that comes between, there is a cool show that you have an input on and here is the output, we'll make it somewhat soon, goes really, really, really messy. From the presentation itself to, uh, you know, the way they actually promote these mob votes to the way they even show off the votes uh, recently, I feel like has taken a real hit. And let's talk about that now. It might seem like a odd time to do it, but it's the holidays, it's finally time to reflect on, uh, you know, like the past few months, and I think one of the things that Mojang should be doing if they're taking their holiday breaks, as they'll be doing soon, is working out like, okay, 2023, how do we make that a better year of content than 2022? I, you know, obviously I I, I think it's a good thing to be doing because you want to make the best game possible, but I also think it's important to be doing because, yeah, every year they should be going bigger and better and it will do the best they can for the game they're working on, and uh, although there's lots of things they could work out towards updates, I think the big one is this year's mob vote, maybe plan it a little bit ahead of time. Maybe uh, be thinking about this now, because when they announced the mob vote,
follow. It's very exciting. It's free, equal ideas that the community gets to decide between and go into. But the very first flawed issue is the way they announce it. They announce there's going to be a mob vote. Everyone's like, ooh. And then they announce day by day, three separate mobs for this vote. I think doing this in a staggered, uh, you know, format of like one day, one day, one day is, uh, you know, I think it's perfectly acceptable. The ideal, of course, would be announce all three mobs side by side, give people a real comparison point between them. Don't just say, here's one idea, entirely separately, here's a second idea, entirely separately, here's a third. But I think they do a good enough job tying that in together with the, uh, you know, like the uh, the animations they do where they're like, oh, it's Mini Jeb complaining about his hats being missing. Um, so I, I think in general, even though this isn't ideal, this isn't the dream, this isn't what we're all hoping and praying for, I think they, they, they do that at, to, to a, a greater extent. But the flaw comes when you look at each of these individual presentations. So um, the last three years are the only ones we're going to be looking at because they were doing biome votes before that, and although they had a mob vote the first year, this one was really fun in my opinion, because the first year they just showed concept art. They just said, here are four drawings of vague mobs, here are the names they have, yeah, we, we, we'll detail more of that later. And that, that way, and you know, it was actually Jeb explaining, which I think was a really fun idea. But the modern idea is like, no, they cut it down to a really short uh, three sentences or so about the mob. And then they mostly just go, oh, this is cute. What a fun addition to Minecraft this could be. Um, and, and so that's, I think that's like perfectly fine. But I think where they do make the issue, where the mistake comes in, is when they start talking about um, specific details. Because specific details are the thing which make or break a mob. If you imagine the sniffer, uh, the, the the glow squid, and uh, if, if you imagine any of the other mobs really, but like the Mooblum, the Isolager, if you look at any of the mobs from the mob votes, and you imagine it without the explanation, those mobs could all get significantly better or significantly worse. The glow squid without its explanation is hugely more exciting than with a full clarification of what the mob entails. Uh, the Mooblum without an explanation has more potential as well. Uh, the Isolager with a full explanation of what it did and what it dropped maybe would hype people up a lot more. Whereas the problem that Minecraft had with the Isolager was they announced a hostile mob without announcing the benefit. Like, no one wants creepers in their worlds, but sometimes you want gunpowder. And also, I mean, like, you want difficulty on a more deep level, but everyone wants creepers because they want gunpowder. And uh, even though they hate creepers, they go, well, it's a balanced part of the game. Even though I hate skeletons, I have to admit, bows and bones and arrows are really good drops that you want to sometimes get and you know the, the skeletons are a great way to do that so um i think you have to detail a certain amount for each of uh, the things or what are you even doing if you don't have the same level of detail um you know i, I think a full detail would be the best way but the problem with this is obviously it's limiting design space so um if you're gonna say well we aren't designing these mobs in full you know we they design them up partially off the vote takes place then i think you need to say okay Nah, let's stop being so unbalanced in how we promote these mobs then because the sniffer um as you know the last year is actually the best example the sniffer came with this wonderful promise of wow did you know in this update there is going to be a brand new mod and you know, actually one sec i want to i want to i want to start the, the this this is a thing i can do because it's uh uh because it's it's twitch right i can just i can just restart and we can uh i feel like i'm getting a little, a little stumbly between points here so this is the this is the live stream exclusive. I'll I'll stop and I'll restart. Just make sure I get there a little bit better. Um yeah, I um I I think uh I think we'll like we'll go through in a more organic way. Okay. Like uh for, have some form of flow that's easy to follow. 
Hello, I'm Toy Cat, and now is finally come the time. Hello, I'm Toy Cat, and I think the appropriate time has finally come to do a post-mortem on the Minecraft Live mob vote. Also, the Minecraft Deluxe Edition was just announced, and I figured we'd talk about that on today's Deep in the Mind podcast. This is a Minecraft podcast, which I think is important, to do a deep dive into certain Minecraft topics, and one of those has to be the Minecraft Live mob vote. By the way, you can listen to it on Spotify, as well as here on YouTube with the VODs, because now is the Christmas season, it's when people take a break, even Minecraft developers are taking a break from their game, they're getting their Christmas breaks in and they're going to be using this time hopefully to reflect on how they can make 2023 a better year for Minecraft updates, a better year for the underlying architecture and all the things they're doing, but hopefully they can also think about how the mob vote is you know, potentially something they could do better next year. This is what everyone is doing, you use your time off to reflect what you're going to do in the next year, and one of the big events the community loves is the mob vote. I mean, how could you not? In a world where we're increasingly feeling powerless, How could you not love the idea of this is a thing that you can directly impact in a game that you love? Minecraft could, in the next update, remove something you absolutely love. Uh, Do you like trading with villagers? They could just remove the mechanic and redo it entirely. They could take away the Elytra, or they could decide that a rare resource that you've spent hours collecting is actually really easily obtainable now. This is something that happens all the time in Minecraft, and it's fine. It leads to the betterment of the game, but it also can make people feel powerless unless they get to decide as a collector something that comes to the game. And so in the last three years, we've had three mob votes I wanted to kind of dissect, because although there were biome votes before that, and there was a mob vote before that, uh, I think the three mob votes are the most interesting to look at, and so we're going to look at the glow squid a little bit, we're going to look at the 2021 mob vote, and then we're going to look at the 2022 uh, mob vote, and we're going to kind of like go through them all individually and talk about how there are clear lessons that we can learn for a 2023 mob vote. Because long story short, there are really, really good elements. This is one of the hypest bits of the year, but there's some areas where it just falls short, and I'm not sure if people are spotting that and they're just not able to put it into place and they're maybe making a mistake they're spotting, or if they don't even know there is a mistake, in which case I'd like to make this to kind of like let it be known what I think is going wrong with the big Minecraft democratic event of the year, because it's democracy. Therefore, that means that everyone gets to decide all the time, and you know, I want no democracy. But more seriously, let's talk about the mob vote from 2020. This is the biggest and maybe the most controversial one, right? Because um, there were three separate mobs up for vote. The Moo, uh, the Moo Bloom was one of them, a cow uh, which had flower powers and was from another Minecraft game. There was the Isologer, which would be a hostile mob found in the mountains. Uh, this one seemed like a surefire win because it was a mountain update they announced as they were doing this mob vote, so everyone assumed it would win. Uh, but then there was the Glow Squid, which is, oh yeah, it's a squid, but it glows. And the problem with this vote is uh, they made the clear mistake of having one hostile and two two non-hostile mobs. And I think, honestly, a hostile mob has as much game design balance as a uh, a, 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 a normal one, but a lot of what makes a regular mob exciting is just it exists and it's cute, and maybe it does something for me. I mean, the fox really doesn't do anything for you, but it's cute enough for a fair number of people to think it's great to exist, whereas, uh, you know, like if you take a look at the creeper, if the creeper didn't drop gunpowder, people would just hate it and there would be no benefit. You'd be annoyed at its very existence, I I think at least, that's how uh, many people do feel. And so, um, yeah, if you take a look at these mobs, uh, you can see that there's a bit of an imbalance between the Moo Bloom is just, it's a cow and it makes funny things, and the Isologer is, it's just something which does harm to you, whereas the Glow Squid was, oh yeah, it glows 
and maybe that glowing something special. It turns out the glowing was something special. You can make glow signs with it. But people were imagining like, oh, an effect that can really change everything. He could entrance you in. And so this lack of information combined with maybe... Uh, other influences in the community led to the Glow Squid winning this mob vote. The same thing then happened next year with the 2021 mob vote. Um, they announced three mobs and things were off to a good start. Here's a mob that avoids light. It would help with a mechanic in this update. It seemed like the surefire winner. Then there was the Copper Golem and he would do random things and uh, honestly that the, the Copper Golem was explained fully. They clarified multiple times. That's all he does. He presses random buttons and he ages. That is 100% of the mob design. Whereas the uh, LA was he can pick up items who knows what else he can do you know the glare the alley and the uh, copper golem were all reasonably you know you could argue they're all fully explained but the copper golem was the one people felt like they got it was worthless the glare people felt like was probably useless and the alley people felt like whoa this could do some amazing things for farms and uh, so they voted for it under the assumption that it could pick up and do there were lots of theories about what it could do that were all proven wrong after it came to the game and so that's what brings me to this year's one because after these two years of having uh, mobs which they announced to different quality you know, levels, like they announced very different amounts of features for all of them. We have the 2022 Minecraft live vote and oh, first of all we got the sniffer and okay, well he comes with uh, oh, how he's got this new mechanic where he's gonna dig up plants. Well, that's fun. That's great. What about the rascal? Well, the rascal has a new mechanic where you can uh, play hide and seek with him and he'll give you iron pickaxes. What else? Oh, that's a mystery. So he gives you maybe something special, maybe something not. And then there's the tough golem, which he's fully explained. He just he just carries things around. He's a cute item frame, but he's just a golem. Someone at Minecraft has a serious golem problem. Just make a golem update, okay? If you need to do him, if you need to add him that bad. But I think the the the, the key thing that keeps all three of these mob votes in the same place is that they announced an unequal amount of information and therefore people's, uh, you know, and, uh, if you know everything about a mob and you think it does nothing, that's boring. If you know everything about a mob and you think it does something, that's, yeah. But if you know a lot about a mob and it already does a lot and there's more to come, that's where the excitement level is. I think, um, you know, like, uh, when you know nothing about something, you can't be excited. When you know a little about something, your interest is peaked. When you know enough about something to get really engaged, you're all the way there. And there's this, like, perfect spot between there and knowing everything where you go, oh my god, imagine the theories. And that is where I think that Minecraft has been failing because for the third year in a row, they announced too much, uh, you know, disparity between these different mobs. And it's been making me think for a while now, how can you even fix that? How can you even fix the, 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 the balance of these three mobs? And I think the simple answer... Um, is you need to go back and you need to think about what is it that influences uh, votes in regular elections? What is it that makes people vote for one of these things over the other? Why was the glow squid so easy to meme on, but then so popular? Why was the alley clearly the mob to vote for as far as people were concerned? And why was the same true for the sniffer? Because if your Mojang and your intention was, these are the mobs we want people to vote for, I have no clue how we'd even add an Isolager or a, or a Moobloom or a, a Glare. Like, what... We don't know how these ideas would work. Thank God they voted for the one we wanted. If that's your, you know, goal as a company, 
Good job. You, the, I think they're doing a really good job. However, if they want to actually have an interesting dialogue about what the game needs most, I think you need to go back to basics of this. So, uh, what do I mean by that? Well, um, the ideal thing for an election is to have equal amount of information for each of the candidates. I mean, uh, if you go to your local uh, polling box, even if you don't like the two biggest parties in your country, they're the ones you probably know the most about, whereas the, the local insert blank here party, uh, you don't know about them, and so it's very hard to decide whether you like them or not. And so, again, as, as Minecraft, you can say, is that a system we like? Do we like there being two clear choices and a weird outsider, or one clear choice and two outsiders? I would say that's probably not their goal. Their goal is to actually have this conversation in the community, because um, if we're being honest, the amount of uh, hype and buzz that it generates for Minecraft is incredible by itself. Before you can think about the modding community, every single year when the free mob uh, choices are announced, the modding community goes into overdrive to make their version of it as quickly as possible. You're basically running like a game jam by saying, here's our design idea, who can do it the quickest? So you get the modding community hyped in a really big way that honestly sometimes raises questions about the very development of Minecraft. Um, but as well as getting the modding community hyped, you get the, the mi regular Minecraft community hyped because they say, whoa, there's a new mob. Which one do we need? Which one do we want? You encourage the game community to think like a game developer. And so if you want to encourage Minecraft people to think like developers, you need to give them the information a developer has. So um, usually, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming most Minecraft mobs don't come about because one guy's one day like, oh yeah, you know what would be cool, man? What about like frogs? Yeah, they could like jump around and then they could rib it and they could be in the swamps. And then someone else is like, yeah, man, I'll like program that into the... That's not how Minecraft works because it's a multi-hundred person uh, game development studio. At any one point in time, there are going to be dozens of people working on the code for the game and it's all interlinked. And it's it's so complex in a way that most people could never understand. So, of course, you have to kind of like, okay, you, you don't just get to say, here's that, there's that. You have to instead say, okay, we are a team, you know, like, internally, how would we approach three different ideas? We'd give all the people we're trying to talk to all of the information as if this idea, as if this mob was the best mob that existed. You would give everyone all of the information that they needed uh, to make the decisions that they wanted, right? You wouldn't say, yeah, we're just going to leave this out because we're not sure how... No, 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 you, you're going to give the best case for each mob. I think this is what they could do, um, and I think that in reality this is the best way to get the best discussion by. So they say the rascal, yeah, we're thinking of giving it a brand new item that would really help with mining. The sniffer is going to dig up some flour, which probably will be decorative, but we could give it some use in the in the technical community, like we did with lush cave uh, blocks, like the, the drip leaf that goes and falls down. Uh, and the tough golem will be mostly decorative, but we reckon that we could do this. So that's one way they could do things. Be honest about what the we will definitely do's are, the we will probably do's, and the we might do's. If you're really honest about that, I think the community would love uh, this frank discussion about what needs to be added to the game. So that's that's point one, right? Point one is uh, you could easily give all the possibilities, but I think the Minecraft community, uh, a lot of developers are having this discussion about like, oh yeah, we can't just share everything with the community, and rightly or wrongly, people do expect when they see something, by the time it reaches your eye, it's an idea that probably should be added to the game. Um, even though it, it is no doubt true that before frogs came to Minecraft, there are a hundred bad ideas for mobs, or there are a hundred scrapped ideas. You know, if you think about Neverite, they must have had so many ideas before Neverite as to a tool tier above diamonds that they scrapped and said, yeah, actually, although making emerald tools would be cool, it's not a great idea. 
And because just because someone had an idea at some point, they don't need to do it. So having all these possibilities on the table, no, 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 that's not going to work, obviously, as the Minecraft world goes. So instead, you need to say, how do we give a balanced amount of information about each of these mobs? And uh, one way you could do that is you could say the exact same number of sentences. So um, the sniffer is a mob that will dig up eggs. The rascal is a mob you will play hide and seek with. The tough golem is a mob that will hold things for you. You can take everything down to a single sentence or two sentences. You, you can give the same number of, you know, inf same amount of information and try and balance this in terms of how you think the community will react. But I think even then, you're not actually, um, you're not actually doing a fair thing. You're even if you think that you're doing a balanced summary, those three summaries probably had one mob sounding better than the other two. I'd probably say it's the rascal, like it plays hide and seek. What are the rewards? What is hide and seek? The more questions you ask, the more you give people space to answer them how they want. Like, ooh, yeah. Uh, this this presidential candidate just says he's going to do things good. And let me tell you how I think things are going to be good in my mind. So obviously that's the, the flaw of that strategy. So I'd say instead... Uh, let's let's scrap all of that. Let's go a step even even deeper and let's say what if we just you know The even amount of information you could provide is none. What if we had no information about the mobs? Well, then okay Well, obviously you've got to have some uh, what if we know what the mob looks like they clearly put a lot of effort each year Into the concept art designs for each of the three mobs Someone is excited about these mobs appearances because it never changes between the concept of the between the 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 mob vote art and the final release They never just go by the way the sniffer is blue and a dragon and it's a boss mob in the end now that wouldn't happen they they have fixed in place the art and they have fixed in place uh you know like the the vibe of it you know like the the biome the area it's going to be in um and so i think what you should say is here is what the mob will look like you could clarify is it hostile is it passive? Because, you know, I think it's usually you couldn't redesign a mob. Like, you couldn't make the Isolager friendly. You couldn't make the Glow Squid um, angry, uh, a, a hostile mob in a very easy way. So I think that would be step one, is you say, here's the mob. Uh, here's what it looks like. Here's the, uh, you know, the more the further details. And then if you really, really want to, um, you could start including the, the small touches. Like, okay, here is the name. Here is the biome that it will spawn in. And, uh, you know, like here are maybe the, the rarities of it. Or here is uh, the vague niche we could see it filling. You could you could give information that simple. But, uh, and, and then what you could say is, okay, here are four of these ideas. Because I think you've got to go back to four for this one. And then every time a mob is eliminated, from the next remaining mobs, you give a next bit of information. Because uh, the way it works right now is one mob is clearly better than the other three, uh, the other two. Uh, the sniffer was never in doubt that it was going to win if you follow. Uh, obviously, everyone said, like, well, your Twitter world might be different to the real world. But every year so far, the mob winner has been very apparent to everyone in advance. So every round needs to not just be, let's eliminate a mob, then do the next rounds. Uh, instead, they should go for a new format where they eliminate a mob, then they go for a bit more information about them. This prevents two, th this does two things. One, it prevents the issue where people go, oh... We still don't know about the rascal and what it would do. You don't, you know, like, uh, we're still kind of missing the the Moobloom and what, the Isolager. There are all these, like, tiny features that are parts of bigger features we'll never get. And so to remove that, you don't give the information until further on. So uh, as part two, you could say, what what item uh, will, will the mob drop? What function will it behave for? So uh, let's say it was this year and we eliminated the, uh, the tough golem first. Then they could say, oh, by the way, the sniffer will dig up this flower. By the way, the rascal will have this 
as a trade. Or you give its entire loot table if you want to go real crazy on it, like, or ideas for a loot table, like a concept of one. Um, and then, after that, you go for the final round, and that's when you go, here is everything we know about both of them, and try and make that information balanced. And if you did it this way instead, one, you would build hype much better. Like, whoa, I didn't even, you know, I, people would change their minds between rounds. Like, I was a, a member of Team Rascal until I saw what it dropped. Now I think I'm a sniffer guy. Or I I, I thought the, the, the tough column was good until I saw what the heck the rascal was picking up. Now, you know, you, you would flip uh, that way. And I think that's a way more fun way to do things personally. Like uh, the more information you reveal, the more intrigue you get. And also the more engagement they drive to their Minecraft live show. The the Minecraft mob vote is very successful for Minecraft as a game, I'd say. Uh, but I think the way bigger thing is it draws people in to watch their yearly show where they announce a lot of things they're really excited about. We're going to talk about Minecraft and promotion and the mistakes they make, by the way. Uh, so that's a thing they could very obviously do that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's, it's it's something that's important to say. Just like how it's important to say, uh, to do a quick little, little sponsor gap here, uh, it's important to say that talking about mental health is important and that sometimes you go through bad things in life and you don't know who to talk to or where to talk about. And this, spon- uh, this, this podcast is actually sponsored by BetterHelp. If you use the link in the description, uh, you will get yourself uh, some better help. And I think the reason that therapy is so important, the reason uh, that you should totally give it a try if you've never... Uh, had it before and you, you need it is because um, discussing things is really really important. The the number one like simple technique you can pick up here is like reframing things. Like there are so many things in your life that you've just accepted as a certain way. Even if you just broke it down, like it, it always seems dumb when you hear someone just like oh they sit on the sofa and they talk about what's wrong with their life. But no, actually the reason that you go into these like deeper. Uh, memories that you've locked in place and you don't think about is because sometimes you'll have something just framed entirely wrong. Like if I if I really tried to give a, a, a personal example, um, you know, there, there, there were things in my life where I'm like, well, this is definitely uh, my fault. You know, my actions resulted in, and it's like, well, actually, uh, you, you you yourself say that like, well, clearly uh, this this person is like uh, overworked and they're probably actually just mad. At, and you're like, oh yeah, well, you actually, that, that sort of like, uh, revelation is uh, you know, <laughs> with a, with a close family member, with a, a relation, with with anything like that, is a really important thing to have. To have uh, the 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 moments where you realize what's really responsible for the the negative thoughts that you feel or the negative way you frame the world. Because ultimately, having uh, a better outlook on life is important, and that is something you can hopefully get with BetterHelp. It's always worth a try getting therapy of any form, and uh, I would recommend you use BetterHelp using the code down below uh, to get the discount down below. Wouldn't you love that? Just like how you might love uh, to treat someone you care about to the Minecraft Deluxe Edition, uh, Deluxe Collection, uh, but which we'll talk about in a little bit. Right after I just uh, finish off the, the key thoughts on the Minecraft mob vote, I think that less is more is a really true thing for this. If Mi- Minecraft can have two, because uh, again, like if, there's two tacit things in Minecraft. Either they're designing these mobs fully and throwing away two of the designs, which sucks, or they're designing these mobs with community input in the form of votes. And I think that second one is much more appealing because it would show like, yeah, we don't know, we, you know, we didn't know what the copper golem would do. 
We just, this is a cute mob design we had. We thought he would hang around in the, you know, he, we thought he'd be a player constructed mob and you guys didn't like it. So we didn't put more thought into it. Instead, we put thought into what might happen with the glare. Wow, the glare could, as well as, you know, being a mob that goes towards uh, dark spots in cave, the uh, caves, the glare could be a mob that when, when, when killed, drops a light source. So that even though you'd rather have him alive, if you desperately needed to kill him and get your hands on one of these rare new lights, then that is something you'd be able to do. You know, there'd be, <laughs> you know, you, do you want to kill this guy or use him? That'd be an interesting discussion. Um, uh, whereas the alley, the alley, uh, you know, instead of saying he's got a mob drop, uh, particularly, you could say, well, the alley spawns in a place where this chest is found nearby. And you could, you could give these sorts of details that would really flesh out the mobs. And then people would know that you're designing this almost, I, I, I guess in that way, you'd have either like people saying, well, did you design this in 15 minutes? Or did you have versions ready for each of these? But you'd hope that as you went further and further along, you'd get a better and better look. But I think ultimately the, uh, the, 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 the key thing they need to work out is what is definitely guaranteed about this mob and can we communicate all of that to the players and then can we make sure there's a, same, a similar amount available for each of the mobs. That, in my opinion, is important. Just like how it might be fun to learn about the brand new Minecraft Deluxe Collection, and this, uh, it's funny, this uh, this came out the same day as I tweeted, like, man, one of the things I miss about uh, old Minecraft console edition, uh, in particular is what I'm talking about, one of the things I miss is the, uh, the, the days where, like, every December, you knew something would come out. A lot of the times, it'd be a brand new update. They would target December as a release time for updates because, you know, it's, it's a good time for them to come out. Uh, but also, even at the bare minimum, it'd be like, here's the festive mashup pack. Here's, they'd have some piece of content that would come out. And uh, there's, some, there's a key difference between even the lowest level of those, which is just, here is a brand new world you can explore if you pay us money, versus the D Minecraft Deluxe Collection, which, uh, in case you're curious, like, it sounds so good. It sounds amazing right? What the Deluxe Collection actually is, is it's Minecraft, which, you know, I'm, I like Minecraft. I'm a fan of Minecraft. It's Minecraft, but it comes with a bunch of add-ons as well. It's 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 solely for people who haven't already bought Minecraft. So it's Minecraft, but it comes with 1,600 Minecoins, five maps pre-included, five Persona items, that is character uh, icons, three emotes, three skin packs, and one texture pack. The one texture pack feels a bit weird, but I guess it's like you know, it's, it's gonna, they're, they're gonna try and provide the best texture pack so you don't have to pick. You just have one that you can easily go into. And uh, I think this, 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 this deluxe collection is a really, you know, I, I think it's a really uh, fun art and it's a really fun name for something, but it fundamentally misses how you excite people for Christmas. Because, you know, their thinking, I'm sure, is like, well, it's the holidays. How do you get someone you love into Minecraft with this better than ever deluxe collection? But I think the thing they're misunderstanding is that people, fundamentally, by and large, um, do not like to spend money for a thing that is a holiday event. If this is the closest thing we have to a big event this year, I mean, you could argue um, they always do a Christmas sale. You could argue um, they, they released the brand new Minecraft Legend of Aang uh, map, right? The, or rather, Avatar. Is it Avatar? Avatar Legends is what they called it, but it's the it's the it's not the James Cameron Avatar. It's the other Avatar. But they uh, you know they they did technically they they made they made uh, a brand new map as well, and also they. But the, the truth is is they're missing the point of how hype is meant to be, which is that you shouldn't have to spend money to enjoy something because then you're not launching something brand new like a holiday update. You're launching a holiday product, and even back in the console edition days when it was just here is this uh, you know the the festive uh, mashup pack, there was the the key crucial element was that you could experience that for free with a free trial. The free trial was really generous too. You could just go explore the whole thing. You just couldn't save it. And then crucially, you could make the decision to pay 
after you'd experienced the free piece. Whereas this is, here is a great piece of paid content, except it's not even paid content, it is if you buy Minecraft brand new. Even if I want to spend, you know, $30, $40 on Minecraft, and I think that's a really good idea this Christmas, I already own Minecraft, I wouldn't do this. So it's a really specific, like, gift they're selling right here, and that's it. And you know, maybe, maybe the Minecraft, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe the, the the new Minecraft DLC is enough there too. But I think every single Christmas is a key time because you know, as you look, it's it's Christmas season. I got my Santa hat, and I got I got lots of Christmas things around me. People like to people have more time around this season. Their work finishes for the year, or you know, they have time off of school, or you know, you, you know, it, there's so many different reasons. But people have more free time in this part of the year than they have anywhere else. There's a there's a glut of free time around, and you want people to spend that on your game. I know you want their money more than you want their time, Minecraft. It's fine, it's fine. We can admit that as corporations, like, yes. This, this is true. The way, the way you know, uh, it, it's not, it shouldn't be a controversial thing to say, we want to sell things more than we want people to have things for free, but you also need to recognize as a game that you thrive when people just play the game and casually reference it to their friends and say, oh yeah, you want to get back into Minecraft? Because then those friends get into the game and maybe it's a network effect that grows that way, but also the very same things they sell in the deluxe pack, these brand new mine coins and skin, they don't even announce it very well. It's just a really cool art, by the way. But all these brand new things that are coming, it's like if you want to sell more of those, you can bundle them for free or whatever, but you get people to play regular Minecraft and then you try and convert them over to there, usually for free, right? I mean, it's really, really hard to say, here's something that's paid that you've never experienced before. Trust us, it's real good. Instead, you could say, here are some free things by the way, check them out. Or even better, here's a free trial. Or, you know those mine coins they're giving away with the deluxe edition? Give everyone for Christmas X number of mine coins. Just say, here are 500 coins, have at it. Because, as we all know, they take a cut of all sales on the, the marketplace anyway. So, you know, they, they, they would be able to take their cut. They could, you know, just reimburse creators for a certain amount of money spent with these coins. And then, whoa, what's that? Are people buying things? I mean, they've got the free coins. Why wouldn't they buy something? Uh, a lot of those things might even be Minecraft first party stuff, by the way. So if you give someone 500 coins and they spend it right back on an emote that costs 500 from you, you just gave them a free emote. It cost you nothing because they're digital goods. And you got someone who went, ooh, I spent money and I got something that now I enjoy. Giving people this feedback loop is great, but also it's just the best gesture. Here are some free coins. Giving, you know, like free content out is just a great gesture uh, if it's like a big event because you want people to have this big experience to center around. Oh, have you played the Minecraft holiday map? Is way better than the, because they, they actually tried something like this before. They gave away 25 Christmas maps, one for every day of Christmas. And it's like, no, there's, no one has time to play 25 different maps. What sort of person are you targeting here? Uh, I think some of them with skin packs, to be fair. But it's like, uh, you want to, uh, you know, rather than a quantity over quality message, which is what you're sending with, yeah, we can just give away 25 pieces of stuff. You say, here is a really great, amazing thing we made free. I think Frozen Planet was a good example of this. Um, here's an amazing thing we're giving away for free as a Christmas uh, event, as a Christmas special, or go a step better to tie this back into the mob vote. Something they did with this year's mob vote that was amazing is they had a server you could join specifically to vote for the mobs. It was a really great, uh, I think it was a great little thing, but personally, that's, that's how I feel. And so, um, even though that's, uh, even though that's, uh, so, so I personally thought it was really great to see um, this, like, uh, to, to see this, this one big thing. And so what if we had 
a version of that, like a holiday server, where you could play some silly mini-games that Minecraft set up. Or, you know, you could explore the you know, meaning of Christmas. That's probably not that's probably not on brand for Minecraft. Maybe you could explore uh, Stockholm. Maybe you could explore the Mojang offices. Or, you know, you could have some stuff like this to get people in that Minecraft spirit and give it away as a... Like, I think that's what they need to do in lieu of an update. But I think ultimately we'd be better off just receiving. Here is a cool Christmas update. As we all know, Java has those fun Christmas chests every Christmas. Just do something like that even. Like have the small gesture that makes people go, Oh, it's the Christmas, but with Minecraft. Whereas what we have right now is, yeah, it's Christmas. That's money-making season. And it kind of like, uh... There's always this like uh, like at odds message that you almost kind of see there where like Minecraft's like we're a very uh, we we value uh, these super aggressive things and but accept money where we want it all we want it all the time and it's like that's you know it's uh, you know I guess you could argue that's like uh, that's just meshing uh, lib and left viewpoints in the way that many corporations do because they know that like well we want the money but a certain proportion of our our fan base also want these things if they're going to part of their money. Maybe that's that, that's the whole logic there. Maybe it's just the increasing uh, politicization of the corporate world to the point where we all need, you know, what? why would you not be selling something? <laughs> you know, like everything has like a, a cynical value attached to it. But I also just think like, yeah, well, Christmas, you, you don't say that bit out loud with Christmas. You say with Christmas, this is the season uh, to be hanging out. Uh, this is the season to be enjoying yourself. This is a hard season even maybe you could go with. Uh, but instead we have the message of it's the season and that means we're selling you things. Do you want to buy them? Trick question. You are buying them. And you know, I benefited personally. My map sold more copies uh, during this <laughs> last few weeks of uh, whatever sale was going on. But um, doesn't doesn't mean that I think the overall strategy is correct. I think it's uh, sometimes it's hard to see the conflict between personal interest and the overall thing uh, that 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 is something here on YouTube I get a lot. Like uh, so, when it comes to sponsors, right? I I have this clear like line of like I you're not gonna you know, you can't make me say certain words. And also there are certain sponsors I'll just never take. I uh, <laughs> I've I've had quite a few that I've I've mentioned before. Like uh, when it comes to maybe being called a laird in Scotland, perhaps uh, there's also a fun one. Uh, regarding, don't invest in stable investments. Have you considered buying whiskey instead? <laughs> I was like, oh no, why are you doing this to people? And why why are people accepting money to tell their fans to make bad inv bad investments? But it is a thing. It is a thing that's happening. And uh, so yeah, that's uh, don't, I guess, is my, my thing there. But also it's clear to say that like, yeah, having the... I Having a set of like lines under your commercial uh, rules is also... I think it actually makes sense for, like, every business by itself. It's like, well, everyone should look at Minecraft and say, they're a company that value these things. Because when you're for something, it's important to be for it when it's difficult as well as when it's easy. And that's why I will never tell you about how much of a laird I am and how I'll never do one of those reads even when they... And, and yeah, so uh, that, that's... But I, I do want to mention, though, that the reason I picked BetterHelp is because they all just... They, they just said, like, yeah, make sure you uh, do something... Uh, it, it, it's very important to, um, it's incredibly important to uh, get get your hands on something. Yeah, ther therapy is important, is what I'm saying here. And it's really, really important uh, to, uh, like, just get the message out there. Because they are a service that benefits when more people know that therapy is great. And personally, I think that's wonderful. That's why 
uh, but it helps it. And, and the reason that like the online version works in particular is because you don't have to deal with waiting rooms. You don't have to deal uh, with all these uh, different points and you can get, uh, you can learn more and you can save 10% off if you go to betterhelp.com slash mine. Link down below. Um, I hope that you enjoyed uh, this episode of Deep in the Mine because I'm going to see you for the next one in the next week. We're, it's it's the it's the fun December season and I hope that you have a good one. Because, uh, yeah, I think the Minecraft mob vote is something they should look at. I think everything that you want, like, every January people get into this feeling. Every January is when you go, here's what I'm doing for the year. Work out what you're going to start doing in January now. Have, like, a plan. And that way you can follow it rather than having vague goals that you you break in the first uh, week of the year. And, uh, yeah, it's been something I've been out of because of the last few years of who knows what. But it's something I wanna, uh, I'm going to get better and back into. And I look forward to doing that with all of you soon. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next week for Deep in the Mine.